Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Crystal, and you're listening to the Kick It Out cast, the official podcast of Kick It Out tackling racism and discrimination in football for 25 years. Kick It Out have teamed up with the UEFA Foundation for Children to launch the Game Changers program. The aim is to provide mentoring for young adults seeking professional opportunities within the football industry. So let's meet the Game Changers. I'm Curran Rai, I'm 24, I'm from Hereford and I got involved in Game Changers because I wanted to learn from some of the leading industry experts on how I can contribute to equality diversity in the football industry. My dream is to um, inspire more British Asians to get involved in football. I'm Salon Andy Hickman, I'm 22, I live in London and I got involved in Game Changers because it was an exciting opportunity to be surrounded by like-minded young people um, who are really passionate about uh, creating change in the football industry when it comes to equality, diversity and inclusion. I'm Ollie Moore, I'm 20, uh, I'm from Yeovil down in Somerset um, and I got involved in the Game Changers programme because I think it's an incredible opportunity to educate myself around the impact that I can have as a leader by inspiring others to make a difference, a uh, really positive change within equality and diversity. I'm Sophie Cowell, I'm 24 and I'm from Whitchurch. I got involved with Game Changers because I've been part of Kick It Out's Aspire group for the past few years. I've really enjoyed working with Kick It Out and learning how to advance equality and diversity within football and developing my own skills as well. And so the Game Changers programme was just a really good opportunity for me to be able to continue that. Hi, I'm Francis. Uh, I'm from London. I'm 23 years old. I got involved with Game Changers so I can learn from the leaders on various initiatives and various uh, things to do with diversity and inclusion in sports and society. Um, my name is Tosin. I am 22. I'm 23 tomorrow. Um, I'm from London and I got involved in Game Changers because I felt like football is doing well into trying to come with the times but I still feel like it's still quite behind in terms of what it should be doing and I feel like um, there needs to be I, I consider myself a very outspoken person and I feel like there needs to be more people who are outspoken about issues and more people who are passionate about those as well so yeah I'm James Kulbeck. I'm 24 from Grimsby. The reason I got involved with the, the Game Change Project is I aspire to work in elite football uh, in the distant future. And I thought this project would be a great education to develop professionally and personally within the areas of equality and diversity. So I'm Roy Medizade of Ayurjedi. Uh, I'm 19. I'm from Derbyshire, but I'm currently in 
Leeds, studying at Leeds Beckett University. Um, I got involved with the Game Changers because uh, I see the work Kick It Out do uh, to tackle discrimination in football, which has always been really close to my heart as someone who's from an ethnic background of not just being British, of being British and Iranian. Um, so I really wanted to help make those positive impacts and positive changes in the game. Uh, I'm Natasha Buckland, I'm 22, um, I'm originally from Berkshire but now I have gra- just graduated from the University of Birmingham. Um, I got involved in Game Changers because I like having the opportunity to develop other people through football um, and this was another platform to do that but um, from a, a discrimination kind of background. Francis here again, uh, one of the game changers. I'm actually here with Osis Ankofa. Uh, he is an ex-professional footballer who played for Charlton when he was just 18. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so can you just explain to us today what what is the game changer? Um, a game changer program. Game changers program is a, a collaboration with the UEFA Foundation for Children. Um, it's designed to give young people um, from underrepresented groups um, greater insight into the football industry. Um, we're running a concentrated program over the next 12 months full of seminars and opportunities for them to learn and progress and, and give them a great start into their career, into the industry. Interesting there. Why, why do you think, in your opinion, it's important uh, for young people to get involved? I think it's important for young people to get involved because for a long time um, the game has been uh, quite exclusive, um, not one that's been inclusive of all people from back, different backgrounds and uh, different uh, areas. And I think if we want change, change often starts from the, from the young um, and young people need to make that change and uh, we're going to help them on that journey. Hello, I'm Mamoon and you are listening to the Kick It Outcast the official podcast of Kick It Out, tackling racism and discrimination in football for 25 years. We're here to listen to a few of the um, leaders in the football industry on how we can improve ourselves as leaders and contribute to equality and diversity in the football industry. So being involved with Game Changers has actually inspired me to get involved and work in the prison service. I'll be working for a charity called Unlocked, where I'll be helping prisoners reintegrate into society and hopefully I can use sport as a mechanism. Kick it out, campaigning for equality in football for 25 years. We've been asked to look at skills, qualities and attributes that we've identified as being important to achieving excellence and we've come up with 10 steps in what we feel are important qualities and skills into doing so. So the first thing that we thought that was important is to decide on your goal. So what is it that you actually want to be excellent at? What do you want to do? Um, And then our second and third points sort of link together quite well. So you want to be productive during the day and plan your time effectively. So make sure you are using the most um, of the time that you've got, using that as, as good as you can. The fourth point is to work sustainably. So, you know, you can't carry on for the rest of your life getting up really early and going to bed really late. You need to be sustainable. You need to make sure you have a break, have a social life and things like that because that ultimately helps your end goal. Um, And then be passionate as well. So be really passionate about what you want to do. Uh, Make sure that it's really what you love and that you're doing exactly what you want to do. Uh, So number six is be prepared to go the extra mile. 
Um, so obviously, if you want to be the best at what you do, you have got to get up that that extra stage and sort of beat the competition. So number seven, we put four down nine times, stand up ten. So about being resilient. Uh, number eight, act on feedback effectively. So if you take constructive criticism, make sure you actually do something about it to improve yourself. Number nine, we put give back. Uh, so this can be in developing others, uh, developing the community uh, and developing society as a whole. And then number 10, live your best life, um, which basically is about if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. As part of the day which took place at the Premier League head office in London, the Game Changers gave presentations on some of the issues in football which are important to them. The gentleman behind me is a referee called Ryan Hampton and last year he called for a national strike against constant abuse towards referees every weekend. He started refereeing as a 14-year-old, and since then he's been punched, headbutted, spat on, been drenched with water, has had verbal abuse and physical intimidation, and he's only 19 now. Just so uh, anyone know how many referees a year drop out of the game because of white abuse? 7,000. That's the equivalent of filling Burton Albion's praise stadium to capacity. Hey, um, as a woman who works in football, uh, and particularly quite closely to the FA, um, one of the things I found most difficult um, during this whole period was people saying to me, oh, but I've heard she's not a very nice person anyway. I heard she's a troublemaker. I heard she's just bitter she didn't get in the team. And for me, I had to kick back every single time and say, that's not what this is about. She could be the worst person in the world, I don't care. But the fact that what is, what is happening to her is based on, on the colour of her skin, you, you can't ignore that, you know? She, let her be horrible, you know? I think I might be horrible if I was on the end of those things. And I'm specifically going to be talking about people with dual heritage, as someone who has a dual heritage, I've had really um, empathised with this issue as well. And talking about, um, it's an issue that's been talked about for a couple of years now, but I feel like the World Cup has really highlighted it, seeing how Ella's will be treated, but also Sterling as well. I feel like that is someone who has been going through so much hate, and it just seems like now people have realised it when two, three years ago, when it was an issue, and it's still an issue, people kind of brushing it off as well. I mean, sports will always be political, and I think it's up to sports, so the fans, the organisations, the clubs, to really speak out and change the narrative and stop reinforcement of power and dehumanisation of players when they actually do time, think it's time for them to step out and speak out about the um, racism and other issues that they face. Good morning everybody, uh, all the guests that were introduced, thank you for having us. I'm Francis and I'm just going to talk for five minutes uh, <laughs> on something very on a topic that's very important to us all, which is why we're here, ways that uh, we can affect the change with equality and diversity. And when we talk about equality and diversity, it's quite, it's vast, there's so many things uh, to, that you can talk about. You know, you can talk about gender, you talk about racism, you talk about ethnicity, or you're talking about age, different things. So I'm just gonna focus on an aspect of race uh, for, for the next three or four minutes. Um, I have a little unpopular opinion when it comes to, I mean, this is kind of this local 
later on when we talk about uh, how we can affect the change in quality in the And one of is a popular opinion, and guys from UEFA can probably school me a more on this, that politics and sport should mix. I think that's impossible. And I think it should mix. And I'll tell you why. I think we've got to a point where sport, we just watched where England, it didn't quite come over, we just watched England versus Panama. Anybody watch England versus Panama? Anybody? England versus Panama, six ones. Anybody can tell me how many people watched that game? And just not. a random guess. <laughs> how many people do you think watched it? And not. What's the lot? 20 million. Anybody else? 30 million. 30 million. Okay. 14.1 million people watched that game, according to BBC. 2.8 million people online. That's an average of about 83%. 8 out of 10 people watch in this department that you agree with. That's a lot of people. So we've got to a point where football, uh, and in particular, has become quite forceful in society. It's quite powerful. And I believe people, sports stars, athletes, influential people in sport, should take charge of that and be more proactive in terms of getting their messages across. Uh, we learned now what happened to Mesut Ozil. Apart from Mesut Ozil, somebody quite interesting, Romelu Lukaku from Belgium came out and said, when I play, when I play well for Belgium, I'm seen as a Belgian striker. When I don't quite play well for Belgium, I'm seen as a Congolese striker. People like that. There is so much that these players have to say and want to say. Well, just quite, it feels like they don't want to come out and say things because they feel like they might be biting the hand that feeds them. And I believe we should encourage players to become more proactive in getting involved, in saying stuff, possibly attending seminars like this. How practical that is, of course, I take that into consideration. But if it's something we can think about, getting them involved in things like this and how intellectual people and sports athletes can come together and find ways to talk about stuff that they've been see how we can sort of get a, get a change and discuss ideas that are going on. These are things that are affecting them. Sometimes they're put in a bubble of being footballers or athletes, whereas they are facing real issues. We have also people like us who aren't athletes also facing these same issues in society. Sport does tend to mirror society when you look at it. With that, um, what else can we do? If you look at the NFL, NFL players, what they did. That, that receives a lot of backlash. And I'm not saying we want players to stop, you know, shining the national anthem. That's not what I'm saying. But if they can take steps, bold steps like that to address issues that they feel they need to take, I think that will be very motivational and very inspiring for other people to want to take steps as well. Because, again, they are performing, doing their things in front of millions of people all over the world. So I think they should definitely... Um, look into that and how we can do that. Of course, thank God we don't have the Trump here who's going to knock on our doors. We know that hey, we can at least we can at least try it and see how that goes. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tejon Hutton, grassroots manager at Kick It Out and you're listening to the Kick It Out cast. Kick It Out, campaigning for equality in football for 25 years. Some of the presentations we had today uh, from representatives from the Premier League, 
uh, was based on what, is, what makes an effective leader. Uh, why did you want to get people to think about this? Why did you want the game changers to learn about what it means to be an effective leader? Well, again, true change um, needs to come from the top. And we hope that we can uh, help to empower the next generation of, of leaders. But uh, it's going to uh, happen from young people. And uh, the young people need to grow up with these themes of inclusion and equality. And if they can do that, then they're going to be the ones that can change the game um, over a longer period of time. Um, so that's the messages that we're trying to instill from this age um, so that when they do get into those positions of power and leadership, that they're aware of all of the issues um, to bring on the next generation after them. Cool. Now, in terms of the overall theme of today, being an effective leader, where did that idea come from? Um, we felt that the, the, the topics that we've chosen will be the most beneficial um, for this group of young people. Um, we've picked a very talented group, um, a group that we feel can influence real change in the future. And as I said uh, in, the, in the previous answer, leadership is something that is going to come from the top. Leadership is going to be something that is going to be instilled into the young people growing up with messages of equality and inclusion um, that will pave the way for future generations to come. Thank you for joining us. Very impressive set of young people, you know, and go forward as I say. Football needs to change, it only drive change if people like yourself prepared to go and do it. You know, it is changing, probably not fast enough, but it is changing. The more the old fogies like me move out and the new generation come in, then we can really start to affect change. Hello, I'm Keely Batista. I'm Programmes Manager at Kick It Out. I think days like today are so important for the game changers and the young people attending because it, it provides inspiration, confidence and ability to um, go on and ask required questions, to uh, instill confidence in applying for various roles and it's great at education and understanding about some of the aspects that will be involved in future careers. My name is Martin Heather, I'm the Head of Education at the Premier League. Um, it's great to spend time with such uh, enthusiastic and talented young people who have the ability to make a real change in the future of the game. We're really conscious that the demographics of, of the game in terms of the people that work in it doesn't necessarily represent that of society or those that play the game. Uh, and I think we're conscious that probably not one thing's going to change it, but, but a lot of different things. And this initiative is really exciting about identifying people that have got potential to go on and be future leaders of the game. I think we need to expose them to, to as many people as we can, some of the decision makers in the game, people that have made a difference, that have been able to affect things. So learning from the people that are actually doing the job, uh, learning from their experiences, learning from what they think it takes is, is a real vital part of the programme. It's been brilliant, I've learned loads. Um, it's really interesting to hear from people who have different roles in football, different things that I may not have even thought of before. Um, and so it's just been really good, it's been really thought-provoking as well to think about my own experiences and what I can do. The Kick It Out Course is a Wise Buddha production.